When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is the bell tolling for aging Big Ben Roethlisberger and those struggling Steelers? The ugly reality is exposed in Buffalo. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. It was once famously written, Ask not for whom the bell tolls. In Pittsburgh, it's tolling for Big Ben Roethlisberger. So says a good portion of Steelers Nation, at least, where spoiled fans, once relishing a perfect season, are now turning on their Hall of Fame quarterback. They're seemingly ready to write off Big Ben after two straight losses. To be sure, Big Ben looked bad in the beatdown by the Buffalo Bills. This time, it just wasn't the wide receivers dropping passes, though there were those. Rather, Roethlisberger's diminished skills were on full, agonizing display, especially on that deep throw to James Washington. Washington had the defender beat badly, and in the past, this would have been a splash play touchdown, the kind that Mike Tomlin so relishes. It's the quick strike that can turn around a game, but it was not to be. The 38-year-old quarterback with a surgically reconstructed throwing arm clearly could not get enough zip or length on the football. Roethlisberger's passes once flashed through the air like precision lasers. Now they flutter like ducks as this one did. It was late, it was slow, and it was short. Alas, it was also easily intercepted by Buffalo, sealing the loss rather than changing the game. That play and Ben's weak arm pass and the dispiriting interception summed up the Steelers' season in microcosm. Ben hasn't been able to hit the long ball with any kind of consistency or accuracy all season. Instead, the Steelers' shotgun, quick-release, dink-and-dunk offense was built around Ben's diminishing skill set. But once defenses began pressing everything underneath, Ben's and Pittsburgh's many weaknesses were exposed. The Steelers can't run the ball, and Ben can't seem to throw it long. The result? The Steelers lose 26-15 to in Buffalo, and it wasn't even that close. So here we sit at 11-2. and Most teams would kill for that record. In Pittsburgh, it feels like 2-11. and In wake of the Steelers' loss, it's as if a once-special shining season is over. On Monday and lingering all this week, Steelers nation suffered a sick absent feeling in the pit of their stomachs. I know because I did. It's the feeling of an end of something, something like a great summer given over to fall. 
the finish of a fantastic vacation, and the return to the grind, the loss of a romance, the utter absence of hope and joy. For over half a season, the Steelers brought joy when it was so sorely needed amid the coronavirus. Pittsburgh did the best to paper over its weaknesses and Ben's weaknesses for as long as they could. But Baltimore's near upset, Washington's upending, and Buffalo's beatdown ripped away the paper and exposed the Steelers. And yes, it exposed Big Ben Roethlisberger. Sure, this team might be able to paper all this over with the upcoming game versus the Bengals, and they'll probably win that game. And who knows, maybe they'll even run the ball and maybe Big Ben will hit a long pass. Who knows? But if you watch the Browns versus the Ravens on Monday night, you kind of know it's over for the Steelers in the upcoming playoffs. I think they'd be lucky to win a game. The only question, it really seems to me, is whether it's all over for Big Ben. Has the bell tolled for the quarterback nicknamed after London's famous clock tower? That's the real question. And that's the sad and sobering debate going on in Steelers Nation right now. And I have all the best, smartest, and yes, saddest takes in this very sobering edition of the Steelers Update Podcast. It's not comfortable, but we need to know if we have a quarterback in Pittsburgh. So let's find out. Well, the first thing, as for all that Ben MVP talk a month or so ago, Seems utterly foolish right about now, doesn't it? As Nick Farabaugh notes, Ben's Steelers offense isn't much better than last year's version under the less-than-stellar arms of Devlin Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. Read it and weep, as tweeted by Farabaugh. Quote, comparing Steelers offense 2019 to 2020, yards per pass attempt 2019, 6.3. 2020, 6.3. Rushing yards per attempt, 2019, 3.7. 2020, 3.7. Definitely not what anyone thought would happen coming into this season, unquote. Hey, that's for sure. And of course, as a result, and especially in wake of that Buffalo loss, some are ready to write off Big Ben as washed up. Here's sports radio talker Colin Dunlap giving Big Ben his obit immediately after that Buffalo beatdown. Quote, it's a sad day. It kind of feels like we have finally hit the day where Ben Roethlisberger's brain knows exactly what to do, but his body just can't keep up anymore. While their time is unbeaten. And then Dunlap continued with this. Quote, No matter what this season ends up yielding for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the last two weeks should force the organization to speed up the timeline for whatever they had in mind in regards to the Ben Roethlisberger succession plan, unquote. Again, Colin Dunlap ready to move on from Big Ben. Others aren't so quick to abandon Roethlisberger and bring in the next arm. Here's sports talker Andrew Filipponi with a more balanced take on the Steelers' QB situation. Quote, I'm of two minds on Big Ben. Glass half full, these slumps have happened to Brady, Breeze, and Rivers this year. 
play like crap, arm looks shot, ready for retirement, they bounce back. Glass half empty, my eyes. Big Ben looked like Peyton Manning in his last year, unquote. Still, Filippone puts more of the blame on the Steelers' offensive scheme and coordinator Randy Feekner. He tweets, quote, Big Ben looks like he's on the decline, but there are very few QBs who could thrive with this offensive line. Mobile guys could, Mahomes, Wilson, Allen, statues like Rivers, Brady would get killed, unquote. Certainly what the Steelers are and aren't doing offensively is a far cry from the creative fireworks display put on by the rival Browns and Ravens on Monday night. It's being hailed as the best NFL game of the year, and of course, this assessment goes down hard in Pittsburgh. To wit, on Twitter from DK Sports Pittsburgh, quote, if you're anyone associated with the Steelers and you watch this game tonight, all that offensive creativity, imagination, energy, and you weren't wondering throughout what the hell is wrong with your own group, I've got nothing for you, unquote. Ditto Aditi Kinkawala with NFL Network. Her tweet is thus, quote, to the camp writing off Ben Roethlisberger, can you not see he is in the most one-dimensional, uncreative, predictable offense? Is watching these two division rivals move the ball in such a variety of ways not making that clear? Unquote. The Ben debate also centers on what the Steelers should do about it. Here is Mike Asty tweeting on the team's unappealing options, especially for the duration of this season. Quote, if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't play better, all the talk about his future, whether or not he should retire and what the Steelers should do at quarterback moving forward, Carson Wentz, the draft, etc., will be very legitimate. But for the rest of the season, Ben is the only option, unquote. Perhaps Pittsburgh realized this way back in training camp. Perhaps this is why the Steelers' O was built the way it was. Shotgun, dink, and dunk. And the reason why it no longer works is that Ben can't go long and teams have figured this out. Here's writer David Todd's take on the decline in production of the Steelers' O. Quote, before you go to bed, here's is something not talked about with the Steelers' QB. Mobility is more important than ever in today's NFL. Ben doesn't have it, so the offense is completely redesigned, and now Ben may not have the arm, so defenses jump on that design. Now what? This may be the end, unquote. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette columnist Paul Zeise insists the Steelers can do more to help Big Ben and to make the offense better this season and in time for the playoffs. He writes this, quote, Roethlisberger has been the Steelers' best player and one of the best players in the NFL for the better part of his career. He is 38, coming off major surgery on his elbow, though, and he is clearly on the decline. He also has a gimpy knee, which means he is even less mobile than normal. And it is only going to get worse as he isn't likely to get a chance to rest it anytime soon. The problem is the Steelers' offense is still built as if he's 28 and in his prime. 
the Steelers ask him, and he happily obliges to throw the ball far too much. Roethlisberger had one of those games Sunday night where he was just a little bit off target, and the problem with the Steelers is that they have no prayer of winning when he has a day like that. If Roethlisberger were younger and healthier, it would be one thing. This would be a bad day at the office, and it would be very clear he would come back with a vengeance. But this isn't the same. Roethlisberger no longer has the physical tools to carry the load like he has in the past, and that is the Steelers' problem. It's nice that they allow him to call his own plays, but I wonder if too much of the offense is in his hands, and I wonder if the Steelers are trying too hard to chase a ghost. Ben Roethlisberger in his prime that no longer exists. Roethlisberger used to be a deep ball specialist. His skill set has clearly diminished and his arm strength isn't quite what it was. But it can't help his arm that he's throwing the ball 50 times a game. The Steelers need to ask Roethlisberger to throw less but throw further down the field when he does throw it. It isn't Roethlisberger's fault alone that the Steelers have lost two games in a row. He is still far more of an asset than a liability, but the ledger between those two isn't quite tilting heavily in his favor anymore. The Steelers need to take some of the load off his shoulders. They need to ask him to do less, and in effect, he will end up doing more, unquote. All of those interesting thoughts from Paul Zizi with the Post-Gazette. Here's my take. Hey, my worry is whether Ben can still hit those mid to longer passes with accuracy. It could be he's been throwing short and often all the time because that's what he can do now. The idea of passing less but longer is interesting, but only if the Steelers can also gear up their running game, which I doubt and only if Ben can actually hit those longer passes with consistency and accuracy he has yet to demonstrate. The much more sad and sobering take about Big Ben and what the writer calls the Steelers' Roethlisberger problem comes from The Athletic. It writes this, quote, It was a surprise to see Ben Roethlisberger go deep. He doesn't do that much anymore. It was a surprise that people wanted to see him go deep. When he has, it's tended not to work. It was not a surprise to see what happened when he did, finally and out of pure desperation against the Bills, dial up the big pass. It went badly. That's to say it was the sort of thing you'd have expected from a 38-year-old quarterback coming off major arm surgery and a two-game stretch in which he's called his own number more than a hundred times, minus any real success outside the shadow of the line of scrimmage. Of course, the athletic right there was talking about that underthrow and interception on the James Washington play. It sure does seem to sum up the season in the state of the Steelers and Big Ben, but the athletic draws a grimmer conclusion for both Ben and the 2020 Steelers. The article continues, quote, if the version of Ben Roethlisberger they get moving forward is the one we saw against Buffalo, nothing else is going to matter. If there was more to see, this was when we should have seen it. This is an offense that can't run the ball with a quarterback who hasn't been able to connect on deep passes. Opponents know it, and they're selling out on stopping what worked early in the season. 
It's not organic chemistry, it's simple math. The kind that puts the Steelers at number two in the AFC on track to miss out on the first round bye they need more desperately than most. If the Steelers can do anything else, if Roethlisberger himself can do anything else, it's time to show it. And if they don't, the conclusions are going to be uglier than that interception. They will also be fair, and they shouldn't surprise anyone. They'll have been hidden in plain view all along, unquote. Well, there you have it, Steelers Nation. For your favorite football team, the first-round playoff bye is all but gone now. Worse, all those high hopes of making a lot of noise in the AFC playoffs have greatly dissipated. And Pittsburgh's once-soaring Super Bowl aspirations seem all but laughable now. Ben Roethlisberger has been exposed as a quarterback who can no longer scramble, no longer buy time in the pocket, and no longer hit the long ball with any kind of accuracy. Will that change? Can that change? Well, we're about to find out. Because by the end of this season, we will know whether it is the end of Ben Roethlisberger as the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I am. And we're all about to find out the answer. And of course, we will cover it all here on your Steelers Update podcast from Penn Live. Catch it every Wednesday and sign up for it so you get it automatically every Wednesday afternoon wherever you get your favorite podcast. And of course... Log on to Penn Live anytime for your real-time Steelers news. <laughs>